Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Therapy Is Life where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is the name of the game. That's right. <laughs> Today I have with me Naisha Perry in the spirit of Halloween and talking about trauma. Ah! Right? We want to start off by talking about ghosting. This is a situation, not a character thing, so let's not get it twisted. People can be more than one thing. See? They're, oh, they're, they're, is that the lactical right there? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. More than one. <laughs> more than one. But go ahead. But So, yeah, go ahead. So you, you made your point. I think it was solid about the kids and how you have to be able to accept them where they are. Sometimes when we broke, we ain't got money enough, we got to be able to accept Accept that. Now, we might have a plan for things, but always being mad about being broken yeah. is terrible. It's not going to get you anywhere. So we have to accept it, right? Yeah. Just like I think we were giving an example when we were talking about self-care mm -hmm. where someone wants to lose weight. Mm -hmm. You want to lose weight, but you keep on buying bigger and bigger clothes and you're hiding, but you're not actually looking and accepting that I need to change. I'm mm -hmm. no longer going to keep on buying bigger clothes because then it's giving me that permission to keep getting bigger. So right. I'm going to wear these clothes and then I have to look at myself and I have to feel uncomfortable. I have mm -hmm. to accept that I need to change something. And then we make the steps to start changing it. All change starts with acceptance first. You got to feel it in order to make a difference and mm -hmm. trauma if something traumatic happens to you i'm always using trauma and saying molested and rape so i'm trying to think of a different traumatic incident okay so we could say the traumatic loss of a loved one in a car accident we're mm -hmm. all in the car together it's two of us in the car together i'm driving i get into a car accident and my passenger passes away Right. So we have grief. That's a different topic. But then we have the trauma of being in a car accident and being responsible for someone else's loss of life. Right. right? right so right. the more that we just pretend like, oh, that didn't happen. It's not my fault. People die. Mistakes happen. And we don't really think about it. And we just try to put it in the back of our minds. The person is gone. I got to move on with my life. Right. And then something comes up, a trigger It's raining outside, you're driving. And next thing you know, you're having these trauma responses in your body. And something is telling you at some point you're going to have to deal with this trauma. You're going to have to accept that, yes, you were in the car and this happened. Right. The more that we start to accept it and understand I can't change it. I don't agree with what happened, but I got to believe that this is true and it really happened. Then we can start going through the therapy, the skills so we can heal. But you can't heal if you think it's not a problem. Exactly. You know, and I think we live from a cultural perspective. That was so good. From a societal standpoint, I think at least in our part of the world, 
we tend to teach avoiding our emotional states versus embracing it. And I think we do it by offering these things to automatically or to promote just feeling better. Like there's a drugstore everywhere. You know, if you feel bad, just take something, right? Yeah. Or better yet, man, everywhere you turn, especially in the hoods, there's like a liquor store, a liquor store everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, self-medicate. We find all these ways to, to avoid feeling what we're feeling. And then what a lot of people do is they go and they get in these relationships because they make them feel good in the moment, but they don't have any long-term, lasting, constructive impact on them but for the moment they're not dealing with what they feel so whether it's a trauma or a grief you know like i just don't want to feel it i don't want to talk about it i don't want to deal with it so we go in and do this stuff thinking it's going to make us feel better but we don't address the question because it's going to start spilling out it starts spilling out in different situations if you do not heal you do not address this stuff and then you think like okay i'm gonna self-medicate drink smoke whatever and then i'm gonna get into a relationship that's where trauma bonds are formed that's where codependency is formed you know in relationships how can you be in a healthy relationship when you are not healthy yourself Exactly. So that stuff carries into your relationship, and then we get into the trust. You don't trust your partner because you haven't healed from what happened to you before. Then we have people who have issues with abandonment in childhood, and we get into these relationships, and we're so fearful that the person is going to leave us. So we start people-pleasing. People-pleasing is a way of controlling our partners, Right. Mm. We want to go overboard for them. We want to keep on buying them things and over loving on them just because we're afraid that they're going to leave us because of our own attachments and fear of abandonment. And that can be overwhelming for your partner because they're like, relax, I don't need all this. And then we're constantly thinking, like, what I got to do, what I got to do. But how about this person probably just loves you for you and they just see you whole but you got to work on your stuff on the inside because you're affecting your relationship. Right, right. And you know what? Some people will say that they're okay and they feel great and they get in these relationships. And then something will happen in the relationship because relationships tend to do this. At some point in time, our stuff, it will expose it. Yeah. The relationship will expose our stuff. Mm-hmm. And if we haven't addressed our stuff, we're not aware of our stuff, man, it ends up destroying the relationship so when people just go from one situation to another situation and they never stop in and deal with their stuff just creating an environment for all their hurt and pain to be on display yes it is and as parents i feel like when we're in grad school as counselors and therapists and social workers they tell us that we got to go to counseling we have to experience it from a client's point of view well i also believe as Before, you know, when we find out, hey, I want to have children, I want to bring children and manifest life into this world, then we should have some form of therapy just so we can make sure that we're okay. It might be some hidden things that we not, you know, didn't address. And then we have children and these things are coming out in our parenting, right? More likely to become that if we are, you know, you've been sexually abused in your childhood or in your life as a whole, and then you have children. 
that is going to affect your parenting style. The helicopter parent who's constantly watching over their children and making sure they're okay. You become very fearful that something bad is going to happen because it happened to you and you're not addressing these things. And then you may become the parent, you know, constantly just won't let their child out of their sight because you're afraid something's going to happen. Exactly. What you said was so powerful. I got to admit it. It's so powerful. I got to say, you know, growing up, and being, I grew up in a, a two family household and as a therapist, oftentimes, and this is, you know, subjective when I say this, I'm talking more personable in this way. I had, you know, both of my parents and that was a wonderful experience for me. I, you know, and when in my work, the things I've done over the years, it really helps me to appreciate the parents that I had. But I want to emphasize it was the parents that I had and not just because it was two, two parents in my home because okay. they could have been different in personality and I would have had a different type of experience. They were, you know, solid. But sometimes when I hear parents about, I hear about parents being overprotective because they didn't have certain things or certain things happened to them, I listen to them and I realize they do things for their kids that my parents wouldn't have done for me or they have expectations that my parents didn't, uh, didn't have or did have and it's like wow man sometimes when people been traumatized or they lack things mm -hmm. they tend to project the other side this dichotomous thinking yeah. and they see this world that's so wonderful and in this process they try to overcompensate yeah, where I, I would have been told no nah, you better go do this or you got to do that or you better take care of this and mm -hmm. you better do that over there and it was okay because I had two parents in my house and but when I had when I was working and I had responsibilities and I had to try to help out with things my parents saw it as trying to teach me how to be responsible mm -hmm. on the other side a parent says, hey, you know what? You got to help out with this. You got to help out with that and everything. Well, they feel bad doing that because they feel like they got to protect their kids and they shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. Granted, and that wasn't my reality. Of course, I didn't come from a rich family either. But even in wealthy families like the Obamas, I think they let their kids work and have jobs because <laughs> yeah. they wanted them to grow up a certain way. So you, you see my point? Yeah, absolutely. So like, yeah, so how we look at things is important that as parents, if we've had issues that we begin to understand that the world as we see it might not be that way. We have to find balance. So therapy would help us therapy and begin parents help. Absolutely. and seeing it with some truthful balance. Yeah. But anyway, you know, so we've talked about the CBT, DBT. What are some other things we might suggest? EMDR. EMDR yeah. is an evidence-based practice that mm -hmm. focuses on bilateral stimulation to help reframe some trauma, process it, and heal. It definitely heals the brain. So journaling is also helpful. That's another way of healing our bodies and our brains and getting the trauma and the pain out. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Type of creative expression. Gotcha. You know, I want to say, when people have been traumatized, one of the blessings of a therapist is that it is a, not a perfect relationship, but hopefully in the therapeutic process, you would learn how to trust your therapist. Oh. Yes. And because when you learn to trust your therapist and y'all have that kind of, y'all have that connection since therapy sessions won't always be la, 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 
they always gonna be like they're all nice and wonderful that there will be some conflict and some you'll be challenged sometimes you might question the relationship and if that therapist really has your back but in that relationship you will develop a trusting relationship Absolutely. which can be transferred to other relationships yes because you don't ghost your therapist if yes. your therapist confronts you on something trust that is for your growth, is for your good. Don't ghost them. Don't just stop coming to therapy because you don't like something that the therapist said. Right. You know, <laughs> as, as, speaking of that, as a therapist, oftentimes when we pose questions and try to get people to think deeper, I will tell clients, I'm going to pose questions about all kinds of different things. It's not a value judgment. It's a way of exploring where you are yeah. and trying to move forward and trying to get them to trust that this is all about them moving forward. So sometimes you will get you, we, you will get pushed. You will get that way, but you don't ghost your therapist. It's in love. It's, it's in, in love. love. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in love. Being, being, being assertive because that being assertive and helping people understand how to be assertive so they can express their needs, mm -hmm. but also it, with being assertive, being respectful and decent and giving people information yes. versus being hurtful or being passive and not really telling people what, what's going on with you, saying you're okay when you're really not. Some other things we might do when it comes to trauma, because trauma cannot be something that's just processed in a therapy session. It's, we say, top down, bottom up. We also have to take care of our bodies. Yes. And, you know, we, we did episode 10 and you talked about self-care. Mm -hmm. Some of those things we talked about was eating properly, right? Yes, sleeping. Sleeping, those things. Oh, exercise. And I, I want to say another one. I think we may have mentioned it in that one also. Getting outside. Yes. You know, sometimes you got to go outside. It might sound crazy. Even if it's raining, you got to go outside, right? Yeah. Trees, <laughs> being in, you know, wooded area, parks, very helpful. Getting plenty of sunlight, natural sunlight. Exactly. Speaking of that, you know, sometimes when I talk to people that's very depressed or going through a lot, I realize that when we begin to talk about these things that seem simple, like eating, exercise, being outside, they don't do those things, but they're very depressed. And some of these people might be on medications, which I'm, you know, you know, I promote people taking medications when they need to. But when you don't do those basic things, like get outside, you don't get us, you don't get sunlight, you don't exercise, you're not eating properly, you're not sleeping. Those things are the foundations to good health physically and mentally. Listen, y'all, I want to say something about this being outside or being active thing. They say now that sitting down in one space for more than 45 minutes is akin to being a cigarette smoker in terms of how it will impact your health. We're not designed. We're not designed <laughs> to be sitting down for long periods of time. So we got to get up, y'all. We got to get moving because when we are moving, it stimulates the whole body. It energizes us. Get outside. Get around the trees. Studies have shown that people who in rural areas tend to be able to maintain their mental health better than people in urban areas. It's more trees. It's less noise. So get outside, get from around. What about people? People, we might have to let people go sometimes, right? Yeah. We don't have to ghost them, but what can we do? Yeah, there's some people who, you know, are constant triggers or people who lower your self-confidence. You can just communicate, you know, I don't like how I feel when we're hanging out 
or you've said some things to me that really hurt my feelings or that were really, you know, inappropriate. Right. Just communicating how you feel about what that person did, being very clear. And you can say, like, you know, I feel, you know, the generic I feel blank because <laughs> can you blank instead? We can use that template as well in conversations. And then it puts, it lets the person know how you feel about mm -hmm. it. And then they have an option. Are you going to change or not? And some mm -hmm. people are like, well, this is just how I am. All right. Well, I can't be a friend anymore. Exactly. So we do have to change the people that we hang around because people sometimes can just keep us stuck. Yeah. You know, there are toxic people that just, and all they do is bring you down. It feels like every time you're trying to be up, they come with some complaint. They're the emotionally manipulative type. Mm -hmm. My God, they're always trying to get you there, take you there. Yeah. You know, and if you got any of those in your life, you need to identify them, tell them what they're doing. And if they don't change, then, you know, adios amigo. You know, you got to go because you're just bringing me down, my dreams, my goals. Sometimes I heard this word, we are like crabs in a bucket. You know, mm -hmm. I'm down. I don't want to see you do good. So when you talk about doing good, like I'm trying to pull you down with me. We have yeah. to know who those people are. And yes, and tell them because you will tell them by communicating what's up and just vanishing. Yeah. You get to practice that skill of getting your needs met. We can't get our, meet, our needs met if we never talk about what we need with people. Because sometimes people are willing to make those changes. If you tell them how you feel about something or something that you need them to do differently, they might be willing to make those changes. So we, we won't know until we ask. That is a sign of a healthy relationship. And if you've been in trauma your whole life and everything has been explosive and chaotic and confusing, then maybe that might seem difficult to approach people in that way. Because I realize that when people been in, in that it seems very logical and rational to stay in that place because they're not comfortable being outside of that box. Yeah. So they think they have to stay that way. So many people that I talk to that have complex trauma, it, when you begin to look at ideas, they always go back to the stuck place, the, the same, same routine, the same pattern. Listen, they want to talk about the same stories. That's why my hashtag live beyond your pain. Mm. Some people cannot. And when I say they cannot, it's because they have not accepted that they need to. Can they? Yes. But are they willing? Mm. There's a difference between willingness and willfulness. You get tired of hearing the same old thing over and over because we're like, okay, well, we keep talking about it, but you're not doing anything about it. Do you like just talking about it? I'm ready to start making some, you know, some adjustments so I can help you mm. move past it. We got to live. You know, there's life on the other side of that. Right. Exactly. Get out of the 80s. I, yeah, I know that happened to you back there in 1984. I get it. Mm -hmm. This is 2020. Do yeah. you want to live? You want to be happy? You want to live beyond that pain, beyond the past, beyond your fears? Mm -hmm. Let's see what's on the other side of this. You ready? Come on. Let's go. Yeah. You know, that is so powerful what you're saying, getting beyond that. And when we get comfortable with ourselves enough, whether we love ourselves enough to realize and believe that we can be beyond our traumatic experiences. I mean, really get comfortable with it. And we, we believe that we're, we're deserving of something different. And we emotionally can see it and intellectually can understand it. Then I think we can do what you just said. And so if we are evaluating ourselves and we don't see ourselves in that place, it's so imperative that you seek out help because trauma will cage you for the rest of your life 
and your story will be only the reflection of the trauma and the chaos and the confusion, the pain and suffering, what might move on from generation to generation. But we're here today to break generational curses. We're here today to break pain and suffering that has gone for generations. We need to stop it. So we have to change our thinking, change our behavior so we can move in a different direction. Naisha. Say that. Say that. You got anything else you want to say? It's been lovely, girl. I think we covered it because this is a topic that we can go on and on. But yeah. I feel like that's enough for our viewers for this moment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, Mr. DJ, we going to stop <laughs> this party. But, you know, we could go on and on, but we ain't going to do that <laughs> to the break of dawn. So, listen, if you like this discussion, please go down to the comment box. Add your questions, your comments. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. You heard that? And we'll see you in the next episode. Now back to the lesson at hand. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>